And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I do have a taste. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hating. Welcome I back hate. to Point of Contention. Five topics, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, phonies in Phoenix, Clippers or Nets, new NBA trophies, contending Grizz, and those juicy trade rumors. Today, December 15th. International Tea Day. Jay, which tea is the best tea? Oh, uh, what tea? I don't drink tea, man. Like an iced tea or something like that? You can't even give me I that? I never drink iced tea. Really? What yeah. about Arnie Palmer? Anything but low tea. <laughs> okay. Fred, do you have a tea <laughs> take that's different than low tea? Yeah, Arn- Arn- Arnold Palmer is not is not tea. It's a no, tea it's product. Half. No, it's, it's, it's a tea, tea. It's a it's tea product. No, look it's it up. It's a tea product. I know, well, I, no, I know it's a very simple recipe. I mean, I don't need I mean, to look tea it up. Depending on the lemonade. It's Arnold like asking Palmer me how you make a jack and coke. It, it's 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 got to be tea. There's it's there's not tea. tea. It. It's iced it's, tea. There's tea in lots of stuff, but it's not tea. It's a tea product, but it's okay, not so tea. It's only you half tea. If you put milk in your coffee, is that still coffee? This yes, is like because saying, it's not half milk. If you put half of your coffee as just milk, then no, it's not really coffee. It's a it's a coffee product. You can't say your favorite tea is Arnold Palmer. You this can't is say like that. saying the Wolves don't play basketball; they play a basketball product. Oh wait, actually, now I now I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, there okay. you go. Let's I can't say my favorite type of lemonade is an Arnold Palmer. I can't say what that. Is, what is your favorite type of lemonade? My favorite type of lemonade is just lemonade. Although I do enjoy pink lemonade, even though I haven't yeah, had it since lemonade, I was about 12. Lemonade. Love pink lemonade. lemonade. All right, let's get to our two contestants. In this corner, the most braggadocious Beantown bench warmer on a college team that went 2-21. and 21. He writes Celtics. Is that a Matt, Is that a McCorkle Jones jersey? No, it's a signed Jimmy Josh G? Gordon jersey, actually. Josh Gordon, of course. Okay. He writes Celtics. He reps Kings and Josh Gordon, and he still believes in Kevin Pitsnoggle, Luke Herringote, and anybody else who flamed out on their way to the basketball tournament. Ride with him on Peloton at yes. the Kid the God. Kevin it's Pitsnoggle Jay is the truth. Sacramento King. Jay, what is the best Christmas carol? Silent night. Wait, Randy Scott from Sports Center. He said that's the best Christmas Holy song, and there, and there are no other answers. Night. Oh boy, I don't know the rest of the words, but those are all fire. is calm. <laughs> yeah, so whatever, whatever comes next, it's fire. <laughs> all right, there we go. And in this corner, born and raised in New York City. He won't allow anyone to talk about Russell Westbrook but himself. A guy whose obsession with fruit only rivals his obsession with Wizards team building. The one and only Fred. Don't call me Matt Katz. Fred, what are your top three fruits? How do you how do you know about my obsession with fruit? That's all Schleck, baby. That's a what producer kind of, right there. Oh my goodness. What, yeah, what that's, research? That's production oh man, that's yeah. That's that's, uh, that's that's what happens when the New York Times and the Athletic come together. 
that's just that's, that's journalism that is good research that's yeah. like that's like when you get one of those nuggets in an interview that that the the person's like how do you know is that, that one of those thunder me? after dark that's, things is that just that, like deep in the recesses of, of schleck's I mind i don't even remember telling andrew that but it's it's completely accurate yeah i'm completely addicted to fruit a fruit obsession I mean, well, I like, eat like an extraordinary amount of fruit. Guys, what are the top three fruits for Fred? It, it really depends on mood and it depends on season. And it also What's depends on if right we're talking about season. It also depends on if we're talking about reliability versus if I want to go high risk, high reward. For example, are you, are you normal fruit or like and, exotic fruits? And an excellent raspberry, for example, is just oh, incredible to, to me. Hard to beat a raspberry. Is just incredible. But if 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 you get the raspberry outside of its peak condition, just it's mushy. just gonna it's just gonna it's fall. Flavorless. It's yeah. mushy. It's tart. It's not what you want. So it's like you know you might it's it's like cam reddish. You know, it might be dropping twenty six one day, and it might be out of the rotation. So it just mm -hmm. depends. My on, hot take on, is that all berries suck. Bunk? That's a horrible take. Strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. What about Rick avocados? Berry, That's berry. a berry. <laughs> Chuck Rick Berry. Rick Berry was a true. John Berry, <laughs> bench mob. He's probably a big victory beam guy. I yeah, I mean, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> if we're talking, if we're talking just raw fruit, and we're not including offsprings of fruit, fruit products, as one might say, like, mm -hmm. like a pie or something like that. Then um, I think I'm gonna have to put strawberries in there for the consistency. Sure. I, I, I think we're, I think uh, I think we're gonna throw mangoes in there just for their pure deliciousness. That's I enjoy three. tropical. I was uh, gonna guess you were a mango. No, guy. I'm pulling. I'm pulling raspberry because oh, of their inconsistency. Wow. Okay. Because of the inconsistency, I don't want mushy. If I'm only choosing three, I'm gonna throw pineapple in there. Pineapple yeah. is just, just I'm great. Big, Difficult to a, cut. I'm not a big. You know how good pineapple anymore? is. The fact that anyone ever eats pineapple is proof of how delicious pineapple is. And same goes for mango because it is so annoying to cut. And the fact that anyone yeah. would ever go through the process of oh, cutting that, it. That pit just in the middle of how delicious pit it is. is so annoying. You uh, can avoid I, it by not having fruit. Similarly, I was thinking about this last night. Just the idea that we have cheese is insane. That we got to cheese is insane. But that's a conversation for another day. You Schleck know what I was thinking clock. about? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got I got a crazy one. I was flossing my teeth this morning. I was like, who was the first motherfucker who flossed? Like, who just thought, I'm going to put string in between my teeth? Ben Floss. He invented it. Look it up. <laughs> I made that up. Schleck, start the clock. Take one. Phonies and Phoenix are just a sun slump. The Phoenix Suns have lost six of their last seven games, including a 111-97 loss to the Buzzsaw. That is the Houston Rockets Tuesday night, a game where the starting lineup shot 18 for 73 from the field. For those that are not into math or maybe those that are into math, that's 24%. During this stretch of games, Booker has missed some time, but even when he's played, he's only averaged 14 points, shooting 31% from the field. During this tough stretch, had a couple of losses to the Pelicans, who is building a nice little rivalry with the Suns. In the first loss, Zion Williamson had a punctuation dunk that riled up some feathers, but not as much as yet another cheap shot from Chris Paul to Jose Alvarado. Pels fans were booing the former NOLA resident CP3, but not everybody was buying those boos. Suns color commentator Eddie Johnson had this take on the boos in New Orleans directed at Cliff Paul's brother. Schleck, play the tape. Fans here. Had gone from a one-time love affair with Chris Paul. 
to a guy they love to shower with the booze, which is the, the greatest compliment a player can yeah. get, right? But, but I'm going to tell you something. You know, I, I think I have a little tech in me. They are booing, but they got a machine in here that kind of echoes the booze, okay? Right. I, trust me. This crowd is not as loud as it seems. And they're loud. I give them their respect. And they got a machine in here that's really working wonders, man. I'll tell you that right now. Because I'm looking at people's mouths and they're not saying anything. Right. But yet, there's a lot of booze. Speaking of, uh, speaking of trends, Homer announcers, not just Eddie Johnson. It's every damn team in the league at this point. All right. Like a good neighbor, fake booze are there. So, Jay, what is more real? The slump the Suns are currently in? actually meaning something or those boos directed at Chris Paul from the Pelicans crowd. They are all real. Whoa. Both of them. What? The the Suns, I don't want to say they're in trouble, but there are reasons for concern. And I, I'm not going to overreact because they lost a game to the Rockets when they were starting Landry Shamit and Buzzsaw. Jordan Craig. Right? Like that that's that's not when you judge a team. Uh but I, I just don't think Chris Paul has been anywhere near his normal self. Their depth isn't what it used to be. Um, Cam Johnson being out has has really been tough for them. And they'll be much better when he comes back. But I just think they need more. And maybe they'll get it in a Jake Crowder deal and, and they'll be able to get somebody else for their rotation. But I'm really worried about the way Chris Paul has looked, man. And if he's not right, come playoff time, like they just they just won't have enough. They need him to be the second guy who can orchestrate the offense, who can go get a bucket in a one-on-one situation. And if he's not that, I just don't see this team having enough when it matters. Fred, are the Suns more a raspberry, which is it's got to be just right, or are they a strawberry? Are they a mainstay in this fruit cocktail that is the NBA season? <laughs> I think there's no question that over the last two years, the Suns are way more of a strawberry. Like they are, mm. they have been, they have been a constant whose top gear isn't that different from its bottom gear. Right. But I'm a Jay like for the first time since Chris Paul's rookie year, his team is worse with him on the floor than better. I, I'm concerned about the way he's playing. He's not shooting the three. Well, uh, normally he's this hyper efficient guy and he's had seasons where the shot has fallen off and he's missed about half the year so far. So maybe he turns it around, but like some of these, lo- a lot of these losses are to good teams. They lost to a hot Dallas team. They lost a couple times to new Orleans. And, and I agree with you on Houston, but I'm concerned about that defense before this streak started. The Suns were number two in the league in net rating. They were basically neck and neck and net rating with the Boston Celtics who are the best team in the league. Since the five game losing streak started, they are by far last in the league in net rating by far. They were fourth in defensive rating going into it. And since the streak started, they have by far the worst defensive rating in the league. They're giving up 122 points per hundred possessions. The defense is a problem. They're giving up a lot of corner threes. They're giving up like 54% shooting on corner threes. They're letting guys get to the middle too easily. It's I'm, I don't think they're like going to stink, but I I think I would be concerned. I mean, but also like Jay, uh, you know, Devin Booker's missed time. Like he's got this hamstring issue, right? And like yeah. he gets back in the lineup. I, I know it's only been a couple of games, but yeah. I I don't think he was completely right against the Pelicans. Like he gets back in the lineup, like they'll be fine. And Cam Johnson's injury is a big deal too. Like yeah. h- him being out 
they don't really have another guy like that because Jay Crowder decided he wasn't going to play for them this year and they haven't gone out and moved him yet. Um, so that's a big deal. That impacts their defense. Having a guy of that size, when you lose him and then you turn to like Tory Craig, Landry Shamit, there's just a huge right. drop off there. Um, so I think a lot of their problems will be fixed by just getting healthy and moving Crowder for somebody who can help. Uh, but the Chris Paul thing is just weird. It's not even that he's he's not being effective. It's that he's not even trying to score and and not even trying to like break break guys down. And that's what's troubling to me is is that I don't know if he has that anymore. And if he doesn't have that, yeah, like who's I, who's your number two in a playoff series? Bridges, because Bridges is awesome. But Bridges if he's your really number good. two, if he's the one who well, needs Aiden. to go get you a bucket after Aiden Devin gets Booker buckets, gets man. doubled or whatever. Yeah, but like you need that second guy to to really be able to break down a defense and I don't know the Chris Paul thing. And maybe he'll just get healthy again and prove me an idiot for doubting him. He's he's kind of like the Tom Brady of of the NBA in some ways, where he's been doubted for years and then just keeps coming back and being as steady as ever. But it's 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 not right with him right now. Yeah, I think I mean. Again, like I'm not worried about his play until March. We talked about that on on Buds this week, but like I'm not worried about his play until March. If it's still like this in March, then it's like, oh no, he fell off a cliff. Yeah, but like, aren't you concerned that he's 37 and <laughs> six feet tall and and in no. the playoffs last year, like totally ran out of gas? No, or, got, or, or no, maybe they, got COVID because they all got COVID last year. That's, <laughs> didn't have that's anything why. Left. That's why. And as we know, it's gone, right? Maybe not. All right, take two, guys. It's time for a little game I like to call "Who Do You Believe In More." On Monday night, the Clippers welcomed the Boston Celtics to LA and smashed them. Their full complement of players, including a rejuvenated Kawhi Leonard, reported 25 points on 12 shots. The Clippers looked dangerous as ever. But Kawhi kind of shrugged off the victory, saying, quote, I don't want to be here tonight. I'm focusing on the end of the year. Playoff basketball doesn't matter about tonight. That tracks considering it's not their most nights in hopes of being <laughs> ready really for the playoffs. Say, I don't want to be here tonight. I'm just reading what Schleck put in there. This also <laughs> came after Kawhi and the Clips lost to Orlando last week. Meanwhile, the Brooklyn Nets have won eight of nine and have Kyrie Irving saying things like, Quote, man, let's just go win ball games. That's it. That's really what the attitude is. We know the talent we have. This is our group. No more excuses. No more distractions. We're all trying to find the guy who did this. Fred, <laughs> which of the I may have editorialized that last one. Man, Fred, which of these volatile teams do you believe in the most? The Clippers or the Nets? I think it all depends on how you define believe. I think it's probable the Nets will end up with the better regular season record. Uh, their mm. their guys seem like somehow it seems like their guys are going to end up actually playing more than the Clippers guys. I just don't see a world where Kawhi ends the year playing 55 games. I he just, doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. But you know what? Neither do some of the Nets. So God, that was a real so quote. Otherwise, I'm going to get hammered. It's, I cannot. I, Ron I, I had not heard that quote. I can't confirm if that's a real quote, uh, but I think the Clippers are just going through the season like John Wall is not going to play back to backs. Kawhi mm -hmm. is not going to play back to backs. I think they have taken an approach to where 
they at an institutional level don't care about the regular season. They are just gearing up only for the playoffs. I think Zach Lowe referred to them as like a science experiment, which I thought was a good way to put it. But and they, man, Fred, they need reps, right? Like they have to play together at some point. One would think, one would think, <laughs> but I'm still putting them as the the better chance at winning a title than the Nets because if they put together that that conglomeration of players is going to be a two-way beast in the postseason with the way they're going to be able to switch everything and be able to guard like crazy. And Zubats is having a hell of a year, by the way. Yeah, People talk about them incredible. having a center problem, but he's been awesome. And it's going to work in the playoffs for him for 24 minutes a night or something like that. So I, I if you need to close big or something like that, like I, I think that team, that roster is just a lot more complete where the Nets in the playoffs are just going to have to outscore teams. They're going to have defensive issues. They're going to have size problems down low and and I just I, I don't think there's the the two way versatility on that roster that there is on the Clippers. Jay, the Nets have been really good lately. Yeah, but if we're talking about belief, I have zero belief in either of these teams right now. Zero. That's not the question. The question is so who Jay doesn't play the most? game. Jay doesn't play well, the game. No, if he's, he does, playing, he's game. playing his own game. If you he's have just, zero he's, belief, he's saying that he has a problem with Chris Paul and the Suns. He's, he's, just he's, he's not he, believing he's, neither of them. Which do you believe in more? Which do you believe in more? You don't have to pick the right answer, but pick the better answer. He's if just looking for Josh Gordon stats and trying to find one clip where McCorkle Jones looks competent. Mac Jones is coming off a, a nice road win. He sucks. Against a 4-9 Cardinals squad. But I, I, I just, uh, these two teams, to me, it's it's appropriate that we lump them into the same category because we have spent as much time on these two teams as any teams outside of the Lakers for the yeah, past really, three seasons. <laughs> and it's still the exact same as it's been, except for that one glorious stretch when the Nets were awesome. Kawhi can't stay on the court. Paul George can't stay on the court. They haven't had reps together. This is year what for them? And they still haven't really played together at all. And then the Nets, they they look great right now. They've got Durant playing at an insanely high level. They've got mm -hmm. Kyrie playing at a high level and actually playing basketball. But like you're just waiting for something bad to happen with no no no, no. with Quite, that mix. Uh, uh, Kyrie said no more excuses, no more distractions. So we're yeah, he, he's and it, <laughs> he's not the guy who was causing those for sure, for sure not the guy who was causing those. But uh, yeah, I just. I just don't buy either of these teams. And part of it is like the Clippers, is Reggie Jackson going to be your point guard in crunch time? I just don't don't buy that. Is John Wall going to be your point guard in crunch time? The Celtics were guarding him with Luke Cornett the other night <laughs> and like kind of getting away with it. Yeah. Literally guarding him with Luke Cornett as a primary matchup. That's wildly disrespectful. That's, That's like the most disrespectful, disrespectful thing I've ever That's, seen. Yeah. Uh, and then the Nets, like the Nets – if if either of these teams do fix it though and contend, it's going to be the Clippers because their supporting cast, like Fred said, is just totally yeah, different. Yeah, they're super far deep. more complete. Yeah. They have a lot of different ways they can play. Um, they have more two way wings than basically anybody in the league. Maybe actually anybody in the league. But I just I need to see it from Kawhi especially. It's been it's been so long now since he was a consistent factor. Yeah. Yeah, Clippers I mean, offense so is a problem too. Like Clippers There's, offense, it's is, so bad. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. I mean, it. Yeah, like I, I think, I think they can build it. 
But again, they need reps together. Like yeah. they have they have plenty of pieces to have a, a a really good offense, but they just need reps together, and they're not getting those week after week. Yeah, they they turn it over like crazy. Yeah. They turn it over like crazy. They don't really create as many corner threes as you would hope. They don't create as many overall threes as you would hope. They're not really getting to the line. Yeah. They're bottom five in points per possession. Like you just look around and it's like there's not the one thing for them to hang their hat on. And I guess the thing that you can hope it's for Kawhi. is, well, once Kawhi is back, that all goes away. And yeah. maybe that ends up being right. And and yeah. Kawhi is literally back. But but once he's, you know, back to Kawhi, maybe it does all go away. But like but like Jay said, it's just you, you haven't seen it. I just think there's a better chance of that happening than the Nets defense basically being good enough for them to carry him to a title. And I see a world where the Clippers could still win a title. Is a Clippers depth super overrated or am I the only one who thinks that? You're the only one who thinks that. They've got crazy depth. They, they have like 14 legitimate NBA players, right? Yeah. But who's their third best player? Who's their third best player? Yeah. Zubats. Exactly. No, but exactly. Zubats is a monster this year. He's a monster this year. Fine, but if he's like the third piece of your big three, then you're in trouble. Like, like you need not if a Kawhi's, third guy who's Kawhi's better your, than that. your big one. Well, you're going to be Kawhi's playing, healthy, against, you're gonna be he's playing healthy, against teams. Who if he's are, healthy. Who? Who well, can match with Kawhi other than the, other than the Warriors? Who can match with Kawhi? Nobody. Nobody can match up with Kawhi. But exactly. You're, you're not going to be matching up against Kawhi. You're going to be hunting Reggie Jackson. You're going to be hunting John Wall. You're going to be laying off those guys and making them shoot. You're going to be but the point forcing is, Zubas to guard to, you on the perimeter. To, like, if you have a healthy Kawhi, like that's the whole plan. You have a healthy Kawhi and you just roll the dice because he's fucking great. But, Speaking of great, hey, people. Uh, baseball may be over on the field, but the hot stove is about to be fired up. In fact, it's already fired up. They're billions of dollars worth of deals being given out. So be sure to check out all the latest rumblings and grumblings on the Athletic Baseball Show, a podcast which features some of the best writers and thinkers in the game. You got Ken Rosenthal, Jason Stark, Doug Glanville. You got your Andy McCullough. You got your Tim McMaster. You got your Keith Law, among others. That's right here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Back after this. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Take three, everybody gets a trophy with a new name. The league unveiled the new... I don't know why you're flashing your signed Josh Gordon jersey again like we literally came back to from a commercial break and people are just tuning in. The league unveiled the newly designed trophies for the upcoming NBA awards, headlining 
is the Michael Jordan Trophy given to the league's most valuable player. There are five other new trophies named after league pioneers. The Hakeem Olajuwon Trophy for Defensive Player of the Year, Wilt Chamberlain Trophy for Rookie of the Year, John Havlicek Trophy for Sixth Man of the Year, the George Mikan Trophy for Most Improved Player, and the Jerry West Trophy for the Clutch Player of the Year. Considering Monk Meineke won the first ever True Rookie of the Year Award, it's a little disrespectful. Not to name it after him, but I guess Wilt was the first rookie to win MVP in the same year, and I just really wanted to say Monk Meineke. The Michael Jordan Trophy depicts an NBA player jumping out of the ground to reach for a crystal basketball. The other trophies look like crystal vases, or vases, however you want to pronounce that, with a small gold figure inside. They kind of look terrible, but Jay, I want to know your thoughts on the new NBA trophies. Just a tough day for Maurice Podoloff. It is. And it was, a, I mean, that's the first thing I thought of, too. Just a tough day. The, the MVP trophy was named after him. Can we show Maurice Podoloff the his, his proper dope. respect? The, like, the, the old MVP trophy was great. Exactly. And this guy, he's the reason the NBA exists. He literally merged two leagues into the NBA. He started the NBA draft. He is. He expanded oh, the team aren't gonna like from... That hardly any teams into an absolute monster. He allowed George Mikan to be great. <laughs> he didn't make him tall. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> <He did. laughs> Maurice Podoloff, the guy who literally invented the NBA, just had his name stripped off the MVP trophy. And yeah. granted, it's, it's for Michael Jordan, and they're going to a, a more player-centric theme, it feels like. But just a tough, tough day for, for Maurice Podoloff. And everyone uh, who loves him. Fred, what's more disrespectful, that or Evan Turner saying the LeBron trophy is going to be if another team wins a title in the bubble? <laughs> that that was, I would say that was unbelievable, but it was Evan Turner. So it's, it's Evan Turner. Yeah, it's right on Completely brand. believable, it seems. I, I'm actually, I actually would legend. be surprised Absolute if legend. Evan Turner didn't do that. You know yeah. what? I don't care about the trophies. I just what? don't care. I'm with if you, you Fred. can't make me interested, it it means nothing. I never cared who any of these trophies were named after. And Did you it know it was named after Maurice Podoloff? <laughs> I do now. I thought it was Jakob Perdoloff is really what I thought it was. <laughs> that, well, <laughs> you, that's, that's the, you that's knew what the Larry O'Brien trophy, though. Yeah, that's, that's who yeah. I would name. That's who, that's who I would name the MVP after. I mean, I, I would only care if they, like, None of these are out on the limb. It'd be more interesting if they went out on the limb. Like if they named the clutch award after like Robert Ori. But you would oh, never want to memorialize like Robert Ori. Yeah. So they're going to do it after Jerry West. So like, I don't know. This is just like, it means nothing. This Jerry is just West a way has... for the NBA to get a little bit of news out there. And it just, I, I'm totally uninspired. by the Why, do we, why, why the is there a clutch player of the year? Why? How do you determine that? Can we, who, who, can we talk about, because like, okay, have, have you guys, you guys have all been awards voters, voters right? I, I have not. They, they show have, me yeah. no respect. Oh, they show me. Yeah, they show Jay respect. no respect. Yeah. Like four yeah. or five years running now. Yeah. This is why Jay can't get meetings at the New York Times, because he just wasn't an <laughs> awards voter. It's no respect in the industry. It's but no respect. Okay. Jay, you've thought about awards. Like we, we vote on. I voted three <laughs> times. Only when like Bob we, Temp sends me a straw poll. <laughs> Hey, they, hey vote, at least you got that. I don't get that anymore. Oh, we wow. vote on, on, on these and we, we are, we are voting for clutch player of the year. Can we how the 
hell are you guys planning on voting for clutch? What a ridiculous award. Like, how are you guys planning on voting for clutch? I always thought most improved player was the dumbest award. Because it's the only award where you try to make your argument by getting into a fight over which guy, however, which guy actually sucked worse, sucked more previously, which yeah. is a ridiculous, ridiculous way to to choose an award. Uh, clutch player is obviously the the worst award now. How the how are you guys voting on this? What are you going to do? How the hell are you going to do this? I, I I guess I'm going to look at like most clutch points. Most fourth quarter points, clutch <laughs> shooting percentage, wins, buzzer beat. I don't know. I don't know. I never even knew I had to consider that. Do I have to include that in my awards rankings that start up after the All Star break? Is it's that when be I have incredible to start this? When someone who shoots like thirty percent in the last five minutes of close games wins because they had like three incredibly memorable game winners. I mean, it's time to right. give Russ so his due, right? Maybe maybe the answer is we look at like win probability added in fourth quarters. I'm not because doing like those, that. No, that's those some game nerd winners. shit I'm not doing. No, no, no. I'm not doing I'm just that, gonna, okay? I'm just going to do whoever has the most game winners, and I'm going to pray to God that like it's like Bryn Forbes or something hits do two game have, winners in a do season, we have a clutch and I can vote for Bryn stat? Forbes. I know we have screen assist, but do we have clutch screen assist? Because that's what I'm going to vote for. Rudy Gobert gets get some room on that mantle. The, the clutch screen assist don't allow their teams to be in close games. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Yeah, what's Good the Daryl Morey quote? Great teams don't win close games. They avoid them. I think that's, yeah. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, good quote. Would, would you rename well, the, the most improved player? Would you name that George Mikan? <laughs> so, you think of George Mikan with most improved because he has a layup drill? That's a ridiculous that, one. How how did they choose George Mikan? They just needed an old name. My, my <laughs> theory is they, they should have kept Podoloff on the MVP trophy. What what if we did this? Hold and on, gone quick. with Michael Jordan as the most improved. No, he was great out of the box. What are you talking he, about? He didn't make his high school team. Has anybody ever improved more than that? George Mikan didn't. I'll tell you that much. Even no, though he had some all, stupid <laughs> drill where he took lefty layups and then righty layups. Because back then, because back then that was unheard of. That's why. That's how. That's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. Here's what they should have done. They should have named the Finals MVP after Michael Jordan and then moved Bill Russell's name to the Larry O'Brien. Right, the Bill Russell Trophy should be the NBA Finals Trophy. And why does Kareem get no respect? Exactly. Can can we name an award after Kareem? Like this, this guy is the most criminally overlooked player in basketball history. Also, look, Hondo. I know he came off the bench like the first seven seasons. The next ten, he was a starter. What are we doing? I mean, you know? how, but how many like that should be Lou first Williams ballot award. Hall of that Famers be Lou came off the bench award. for half of their. No, Lou Williams. First of all, don't get me started about the Lou Williams thing. Don't don't. We're Coming not going to name him the best the break, six man just because he scored a lot of points. We're talking trade rumors right here on the Athletic NBA Show podcast. I love Lou Williams too. I don't know why I just <laughs> ranted about him. Are you struggling to close deals? B two B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. 
Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash show 23 and get started. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we're back. Take four. Will any of these guys finally get moved? In Shams Sharania's latest inside pass right here on The Athletic, Shams lists the following players as part of trade discussions happening throughout the league. Jay Crowder, Boyan Bogdanovich, John Collins, Eric Gordon, and Kyle Kuzma. Crowder, as we know, has yet to play for the Suns this year because he wants to be moved. Bogdanovich got shipped to Detroit to help them, and now they're basically playing for lottery balls before we hit Christmas. Collins is always on the trade block. Eric Gordon has been saddled with helping these young Rockets learn until they finally move him. For me, Kuzma is more of the surprise here, but don't listen to me. We've got a former Wizards expert on the line. Fred, which of these guys can you see being moved to soon? And why Kyle Kuzma? Well, Kuzma's expiring, and he's going to cost money, and the Wizards are 11 and 17. I mean, I think... I think the Wizards, if if they had their druthers, would like to bring those guys back. I think they would definitely like to bring back Porzingis. I think they'd like to bring back Kuzma, but he's a good player who's going to be unrestricted after this year, and he's he's going to be able to sign with whomever they want. And I'm sure they can get something solid for him. Like, if they can trade him for John Collins, I wonder if that's something they would do. If they could trade him for Crowder or Cam Johnson or something like that, like, I... I, I, you have to pick up that call, right? Like that's a that's a young player who you're going to have control over. If it's like a Cam Johnson or and and Collins under contract for a bit, it makes sense basketball wise with Porzingis. I I haven't heard anything saying the Wizards are totally going to trade Kuzma. I just feel like that's one that makes a lot of sense if you were going to go elsewhere. I, I I I just I see Kuzma trades that make a lot of sense for both teams involved and i wouldn't be surprised if one of those happens so you know who doesn't operate as a team that makes a lot of sense the wizards (laughs) hey man bradley (laughs) you can't you can't hold that against him i mean you can certainly hold the way they've treated the bradley beal era against them in every way the people they've put around him yeah the the contracts they've handed him the ridiculous attempts to maintain their place as the ninth or 10th best team in the Eastern conference. Uh, but we don't want to spend time on the wizards who were Zach Harper's favorite league pass team. Not true. Coming Not into true. I said, I will I said, always spend time on the wizards. One, I said the blazers were, you don't mention that. And two, I said the wizards are must watch because they're so weird. They have the weirdest games. 
They're they 11 do. and 17. And yeah, play awful that's basketball. true. No, they have the weirdest games. They either that's get annihilated. They either get annihilated or they play like the closest games with the weirdest yeah. finishes ever. And there's no in between. Yeah, and you're, and you're super weird, and you're waiting for like how old Neto to like save them or something. Like that's that's the like, that's just it's a, that's, they're the sea they're the Seahawks of of the NBA. It's just Zach, always a weird game. Zach, Zach, you're the only person whose reference point on the Wizards is former Wizard Howell Neto. Because you're always <laughs> look, he's still on the Wizards in my heart, and he's always there in crunch time of a weird game. Always. See, see for me, it's just Ish Smith, but. Uh, Three-time three wizard, Ish Smith. I want. I want to leader in joining the Wizards. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see whether the the Heat or Bucks get any of the guys that you listed. Because yeah. I, I think Crowder, Bogdanovich, and Bogdanovich, his contract could make things difficult. Um, but Crowder, Bogdanovich, Collins, Kuzma, those are exactly the type of guys with the size and Not length. Collins. And ability to, to play power forward. You don't think Collins could help if he landed on the Heat? You don't think no. he would help them? No. Why? Because he's been good I, all his career, but trade rumors have surrounded him at every Has he turn. been good all his career? Or has yes. he just put up numbers? He's put up numbers. He's been he's been. Which, good. by the way, he doesn't do anymore. Well, you know why? Because he's average. Because that whole team is an absolute sloppy <laughs> match. That's true. It's really bad. It, <laughs> it that, 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 that's the yeah, best team because you get to see who's checked out in the first quarter every damn night. It's someone new every game. Collins yeah. is a good answer to that question. Like, it could totally be Collins. Collins, like, Collins has been up. The problem is it's hard for it's me always. to answer Collins is because Collins has been on the block for like four years and nothing has happened. I don't even expect miles turner to get traded because he's always about to get traded and then even as expiring i don't think he's gonna get traded because he, he never ends up getting traded i was having this conversation i was having a conversation with with a knicks player in the locker room a couple weeks ago where we were just reeling off players who we You're can't believe that? that they're still there yeah and because I, I i said i i can't i just said to him kind of offhand i can't believe that terrence ross is still on the magic it's like unbelievable That's that he's the still on the one. magic yeah and he, he just, just survived he just he just looks at me and just deadpans and goes, I can't believe that Eric Gordon is on the Rockets. I was like, yeah, I was like, man, yeah, he's the only one that didn't get out. That's a good out. one, too. Yeah. It's a good one, he's too. And we're just only going back out. and forth. And I bet Miles Eric Turner Gordon can't believe it either. He's probably the so Rockets. There. The Rockets broadcast last night was talking about him like he was the godfather. Like, I mean, it's just so like he praised, I don't know, some some player. He praised like Jabari Smith. For playing defense on Giannis, and they're like, yo, he doesn't just give praise out. I mean, like he, you know, when he speaks, it it means something. I'm like, dog, it's Eric Gordon. What are we doing? Does that I mean know, most I of know, the time he's just shitting on his teammates? I know. And I then know every Tillman once in a while makes, he's like, ooh, Jabari I know Tillman's Smith making them be super homerific, but like, come on, man. Like, I like Eric Gordon, but let's all calm down there. Hey guys, take five. Buying the Grizzlies? No, they're not for sale. Let's be honest, you don't have the money to get them, even if they were. But are they for real? Like, is that a real Josh Gordon jersey that, that Jay keeps splashing at Fred? The Mighty Grizzlies have the league's longest win streak at six games in a row heading into this recording. Over the last 10 games, Grizzlies have the league's best net rating at plus 9.7 with the 11th best offense and the number one defense during that stretch. They got some bad news about Desmond Bain's potential return last week and likely won't have him for another two to three weeks. John Morant, another All-NBA season. And Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J, has been a monster since returning. He leads the league in blocks per game and has 40 total blocks 
in 11 games this season, only two behind Porzingis, who has played 16 more games than Jackson. If the Grizzlies can get healthy for a postseason run, Fred, are you buying them as a threat to make the NBA Finals? Oh, I'm buying them absolutely as a threat to make serious noise. I mean, they have not played Are you one buying game. them to make serious noise or make the NBA Finals? Make I'm buying them. In the I'm NBA buying finals. them as a as a threat to make the NBA Finals. Yes, I'm buying okay, it. Cool. They they have not played one game where they've had their full rotation. Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. haven't played together yet. Uh, I I think one of the one of the huge things with Jaron Jackson right now, by the way, is the fouls. I mean, last year it was such a problem with the fouls, especially when he played the five. And so far, he's looking a little better in that category, which is a huge advancement because that hurt them time and time again in their playoff run last year. Jaw looks incredible. Desmond Bain, before he got hurt, had a serious most improved player argument. I mean, the dude is so much better. He's legitimately one of the five best shooters in the NBA right now. I, I, I really believe that because he can just he's just elite on every single kind of three running off screens, catch and shoot off the dribble, coming around, pick and rolls like he is an unbelievable shooter and scorer. I I think they've got something like I we talked about Jay talked about in relation to Chris Paul with just like you need that second ball handler that second scorer to be able to do stuff in the playoffs. That's it. I also think they're primed for a move like they have they have picks they have contracts they can deal they've got a real identity they're extremely well coached uh, yeah, yeah like and their young guys are developing well Jake Jake Laravia. Looks good. And Santi Aldama. Shake Laravia. Santi, Santi Aldama has play, been man. good for Santi's them. Good. Super good. He's good. He is a hooper. I have Aldama favor. He's oh good. Like God. him, him jumping in for Jaron Jackson Jr. at the beginning of the year was like almost a blessing in disguise, where it's like they got to see, like, okay, we can mm -hmm. legit rely on this guy. He is actually good. They don't turn the ball over when Tyus Jones is on the floor. They don't make mistakes. They're active as hell. Brandon Clark is a really good third big. Like they are, they're deep. They are, they're good. They're in, they're in good is, shape. Uh, is, and the West is, is not amazing. I, I'm, I'm going to go. hold on real quick. Is Loyola, Marymount or Loyola, Maryland, is that Santi's Aldama Mater? Alda Mater. Aldamater is better. Yeah. Aldamater is better. I just, I just approved your pun. Show Eat. you stupid jersey again. I will. Here you go. Cuts, I hope it cuts into all your time here. But I'm going to go so far as to call the Grizzlies a sleeping giant. They are ninth in offense, even though Desmond Bain has played fewer than half the games. They are sixth in defense, even though Jaron Jackson, their best defender, has played fewer than half the games. Like they're not a sleeping giant, man. They're awake. They're a giant. I and like this is clip this so nobody nobody talks about them. Nobody. No, that's and everyone not talks true. about how bad no, the Western I'm Conference so is. Sick of this shit. You sound like a fucking Grizzlies blogger right now. I'm so sick of this. No, you know who doesn't talk about them? ESPN. That's who doesn't talk about them. When they be like, oh, national media doesn't talk about us. We when's talk the about the Grizzlies time, every fucking week time we had on a this show on the or buds. We talk about them constantly. We talk about how good they are. Like, granted, we talk shit about Dylan Brooks to you because you inexplicably like him as a player, but that team is Dylan good. We've been talking about them for three years about how good this team is and what a threat they are and that they're a contender. I've had them in contender lists up and down the damn season, last season and this season. They're good 
everybody talks about them except for like a national rights holder. Stop with this shit. I'm so happy I set you off. Oh, well, my can God. I really get into Grizzlies nuance? Can I yeah. really get into Grizzlies nuance, which is, yeah. I think, really going to help them they in the playoffs this year if it's real? Leave. Yeah. <laughs> they That's true. Give. That's He's true. Really right? He's good, too. Yeah. You got to give Kenny Lofton the, more. The thing. That's they'd win the title. The last couple of years. That's true. The last couple of years when I watched Jaron Jackson Jr., I kind of had a like so many if only moments, right? Mm -hmm. Like if only he didn't foul as much. If only he could hit those threes, right? Mm -hmm. He's shooting 36 from three. He is fouling less. Yeah. That is an unbelievable weapon as a third guy. Like that's a potential defensive player of the year candidate. Absolutely. At some point, like he is Absolutely. really that good and he's shooting 36 from three right now. It's only 11 games, so we have to see if it's real. But pick and pop with Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be a real weapon for them now because with the way the jaw is making threes this year, we're seeing more teams have to fight over screens against him when they run pick and rolls. And now you're getting jaw going downhill and teams are going to have to be a little more frantic making a decision with Jaron Jackson as the screen setter if he's going to shoot 36 from three instead of 30. Like that is going to be such a weapon for them and is going to screw up so many defenses. Their biggest problem last year in the playoffs was their half court offense. Yeah. Especially when job was out, obviously. And their half court offense is going to look a lot better if those two things are going for them. If you have to fight over a jaw screen and he can potentially get going downhill, or if you fight under it, then he can hit a pull up against you. And if John Jackson is going to hit his threes, that will change the makeup of their half court offense. And it only makes them more dangerous. I think the shooting's real for, for Jackson, because this is what he did at Michigan state. And this is what he did the first two years in the league. Like when he was hurt three years ago and, and last year when he was hurt, like, yeah, he didn't shoot the ball. Well, like he didn't shoot the ball well last year, but this is, him like he is a league average or better sh- three-point shooter and so i think this is like on high correction yeah on high volume like he takes a lot of like i think this i don't question the shooting at all only only thing i question with him is i'm not necessarily buying the lower foul rate like that i think i i want to see a bigger sample of that and that's just is can he be healthy right that's the only question i have with jackson like is, is he capable of of staying on the floor this this franchise has done such a good job of identifying and developing players they're the new raptors like exact you look at conchar's good yeah he's Aldama's really good, good. Mm-hmm. tyus jones is awesome like brandon clark is good like they, they just have a long list of guys desmond bain they got late in the first round mm-hmm. like they're really really good the, the, i think Til, like i think tillman's a great backup big like he yeah. doesn't get a lot of minutes but and like he, you, he you need to plug played. him in like he's good yeah they just have a lot of depth and they still have a lot of depth after losing some important guys. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a sign of a really good organization when you can just like fill in those cracks and, and find guys like, like Aldama. This is a lot of Aldama talk. I, I'm a big, Yo, we could guy. do a whole week on Santi Aldama. He's he, really good. He's good. And he's I highlighted like, him like two times in the, in the power rankings this year. Like I'm all in. You I'm watch Aldama. him and it's like, like he kind of jumps out. He's yeah. just so so big and long and mobile and fluid. It's like there aren't many young guys, and he's 21 years old. He makes some really fun plays, too. Like, he's a fun player. He's not just good. He's fun. Yeah. Much like Point of Contention every week. And that's it for this week's Point of Contention. Thank you for listening. Make sure subscribe to all the pods on the Athletic Podcast Network. Of course, we've got Warriors Plus Minus. Anything is potable. Down to Dunk. No Dunks. Blue Guys. Sixers Beat. And the Bun and Cardigan Show. For Jay King, for Fred Katz, for Andrew Schlecht, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time on Point of Contention.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.